Hallelujah. Someone's excited to go nursery. Hallelujah. Sometimes I wish I had nursery. <laughs> we just go, you just go to the nursery, right? Shop it before he can praise God. I'm not talking about it here. I'm just talking about it just for Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you ready for the word this morning? Come on, let's go to Luke chapter 19. Amen. Luke chapter 19. Hallelujah. We're going to read just a few verses. Pretty familiar. Hallelujah. But amen. Praise God. I am. Uh, and I'm thankful for the goodness of the Lord. And, uh, you know, uh, I know that the messages the past several weeks have been uh, what we would, uh, we would consider weighty. There have been some heavy messages. And there's been some things that... Uh, and the Lord is speaking, and the Lord has ordained and chosen to speak to his people. And uh, I wasn't certain, you know, we're moving into, again, uh, the times of the fall feast. And there's always uh, things that God has in the heavens that I believe to release during these appointed times. And so I was really seeking the Lord. And, uh, you know, again, I know that the past several weeks that the messages on Sunday and Thursday, I feel like it's been weighty. There's been some... Uh, what we would say the heavy man which brings some accountability and those kind of things and, uh, and so I wasn't sure what the Lord had uh, for this morning amen but I was uh, uh, I was listening to a song yesterday and the Lord spoke this to me and so uh, let's go there today amen to Luke chapter 19 verse 37 everybody ready and God had say a good amen amen and when he was come nigh, even now, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that... If these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to blast the shofar. We want you to give the Lord praise for his word this morning. Come on, let's bless his name. Come on, give the stone cry out of your place. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated, and if the Lord will allow me today, I'm going to minister on this song simply, Silent No More. Silent No More. Look at your neighbor and say, Silent No More. Praise God. Praise God. Let me again reiterate that we're thankful for everybody that's here today. Praise God. And let me tell you that we love you so much today. Amen. We appreciate every one of you. Amen. Thankful. For who you are. Silent no more. Now as usual, I'm going to, uh, amen. How many believes that context is important? Amen. That's why we lay a foundation. Amen. That's why we uh, give you the, the proceeding and oftentimes, amen, the scriptures following the context of the whole chapter because if there's a reason why things progress the way they do, amen, and we know that man has divided the word into verses and chapters, but it's still in the same, amen, place. So we just, uh, uh, so just to give you an idea, just bear with me, <coughs> excuse me, for just a minute, amen, but when we look at Luke chapter 19, we can see that Jesus had been to Jericho, amen, uh, and there at Jericho, he invited himself to Zacchaeus's house, uh, amen, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Zacchaeus was a sinner. Zacchaeus was a man and a challenge in his height. He was a short man. He was not very tall, so much so that he climbed up in the sycamore tree, right, to be able to see Jesus, amen, as Jesus was passing by. And so Jesus, amen, there at Jericho is when he invited himself to Zacchaeus' house. The Bible tells us that Zacchaeus ended up confessing his sin, confessing, amen, that he was a sinner. He got saved, amen, and Jesus said, today 
salvation has come to your house. Hallelujah. I just want to take a minute, take a second, and tell somebody, hallelujah, as Connor already said, don't get weary because salvation will come to your house. If you're praying for your children, if you're praying for your grandchildren, if you're praying for your spouse, if you're praying, amen, for uh, your extended family, hallelujah, I just want to remind you that salvation will come to your house. Hallelujah. How many believes that today? That's worth putting your hands together. Amen. And creating a, a, a man of stirring in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now also, Jesus went on as he began. He began to teach of the parable of the ten stewards and the ten pounds. A pound was a unit of money. Amen. He began to teach that parable of the ten stewards and the ten pounds. Amen. And he began to tell them, uh, occupy until I come. Hallelujah. Again, Carl already said, hallelujah, don't give up, don't get weary, don't look, amen, to the right or the left, but I encourage somebody today to keep working till Jesus comes. And let me tell you, he is coming very, very, very soon. Hallelujah. You believe that? Hallelujah. So uh, uh, Jesus began to speak, amen, in this parable of the master, amen, and the ten stewards or the ten servants and the ten pounds. He gave each of them, amen, that same measure of money. And he told them, occupy until I come back. Now, the nobleman, which was the master, with the ten servants who ruled over the country, he was hated by the other citizens. Amen. Jesus said in this parable that this master, this nobleman, amen, that was a ruler over the country in which these ten servants, that he gave them ten, uh, amen, pounds. We'll just say ten dollars if it makes better sense for you. Uh, hallelujah. These rulers, uh, amen, this ruler, this nobleman was hated by the citizens of this country because they didn't want him ruling over them. It wasn't that he was a man, a taskmaster or anything bad. They just didn't want him ruling over them. Hallelujah. Now the Bible tells us sounds like today, don't it? Hallelujah. Praise God. People just don't want to surrender amen to the rule of the scripture. And as your man said so well in class this morning that this is the God Guideline, hallelujah, to hope, help, peace, health, joy, peace, amen, and hallelujah, the benefits of following this word, amen. So the, the, the parable, Jesus said in the parable, how that after the, the nobleman gave the ten stewards, amen, or the ten servants, their ten dollars apiece, and he told them, occupy, work, until I come back, amen. Are you with me? we got to keep working until Jesus. Jesus comes back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now the parable goes on to tell us how that one servant came back. Amen. And he had used his money wisely. Amen. And he gained double by trading. So when he, amen, when the, the nobleman came back unto that one servant, hallelujah, he had doubled the $10. So he left with $10 and came back with $20. Amen. And the nobleman, amen, or the master said to the servant, he said, well done. Because you have been faithful over little, I will make you ruler over ten cities. Hallelujah. Praise God. That ought to sound familiar. Amen. To some of you who have been, amen, serving the Lord or understand or have read the word. Because the Bible says, amen, that in the end, Jesus will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Now I will make you ruler over many. Amen. Will you stay with me for just a few minutes as we set the context here. Now a second servant was there and the Bible says that he came back and he gained half of what he left. Amen. So that meant he left with 10 and came back with 15. Amen. The master said unto him, Hallelujah, you have done good. You will rule over five cities. Amen. Do not think that anything you do for the kingdom will not come back to you. Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over. Come on, somebody. With what measure you sow, that measure you shall also reap. 
I already said it, be not weary in well-doing. Now there was a third servant who came and this servant had wrapped his $10 up in a handkerchief. Amen. He had uh, uh, put that $10, amen, and wrapped it in a handkerchief. So that means the first two servants, uh, amen, they continued to work, amen, after what the master said, occupy till I come. But the third servant just wrapped his uh, money in a handkerchief and pretty much did nothing. Amen. And his reason to the master was, he said, because, amen, you are so powerful, you don't need my help. Come on, somebody. He said, you're so powerful that you don't need my help. Amen. But the master rebuked him because of his disobedience and his laziness. Amen. There is a spirit of laziness. Amen. In the earth today. And sadly, I'm not here to rebuke the church, but sadly you see it in the church as well. It is everywhere. Hallelujah. Amen. So he was rebuked. Amen. Because of his disobedience and his laziness. And so the master had him give his ten dollars and take it to the first. Amen. Servant who had doubled his. So do you see a pattern there? Hallelujah. Amen. He sat back, done nothing, so he was not, amen, worthy of re reaping any blessing or any harvest. But the first one, because he had doubled his, so he had worked really hard. Amen. He got another blessing. So now he left with 10, came back with 20, and now he's got 30. Amen. Can I tell you it's going to be worth it? Can I tell you, do not think that what you do for the kingdom is in vain and God will not supply. God will come on somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to right there. Hallelujah. But listen to me. God's got the power to bring down and do all. Just like that servant said of this master. But he asks us to put our faith into action. He asks us if we believe what he said that we're going to work till it comes. People say, well, Jesus is coming. There's no use to try to win the loss. Have you lost your ever-loving mind? That's an even greater reason to yeah. seek the loss. Hallelujah. We've got to, oh, come on. We've got to live like he's coming back tonight and work like he's coming back in three years. Come on, somebody. I said we've got to live like he's going to be back tonight, but work like he's like we got three more years. Come on, somebody. Do you hear me in this place? That's a good place to give the Lord a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That the kingdom will be delayed. 
You'll, 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 you'll understand why he was doing this here in a minute if you don't already understand. So we must concentrate on being faithful servants in the meantime until he returns. So the kingdom will be delayed. Jesus is trying to make them understand that, it, that, that that's not going to happen right now. Your kingdom will be delayed, so, so don't get discouraged about it, but you need to be a faithful servant like you know the kingdom is coming until I return. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And then said that the parable ends that he executed the enemies. Amen. His enemies who didn't want him to reign over them. Can I put that in hillbilly terms? Judgment. Judgment is going to come to those who refuse to surrender and submit to the will of God. It's not a punishment, hallelujah, but it's a blessing for those who understand about all that who have been willing, amen, because all we're getting weary hallelujah amen it has to come because what kind of a just God would he be amen to call us to obedience to simply live life in the parameters of his word so that we can lay our head down at night and have the assurance all is well it may not feel like it may not look like it but my life is in Jesus so everything's going to be alright hallelujah what would it benefit us amen to endure the things that we have to endure here for it just to keep going and going and going and going and those who do not surrender just keep going and going and going not understanding, not any recompense but judgment is coming, see that's the grace, hallelujah that's the favor of God on those who, hallelujah are being, amen, persecuted for their obedience amen, he will separate the wheat from the tares rest assured And all 
all the higher things. It does make a difference. Hallelujah. But they cannot save us. At the end, they are not the one that brings everything into place. God's got them there for a reason. I need somebody to help me. Because in the end, it's going to be Jesus. He's going to get the glory and the honor. And every last president, every last king, every last prince, every last queen, every last princess, every last high government authority, even the principalities in the air are going to bow and have to say it out of their mouth, He is Lord. Hallelujah. So I will say it here while I can. I'm going to say it now. Jesus is Lord and He's my Lord.
Jerusalem the most public way possible. And when he got to the Mount of Olives, there he sent two disciples and he said, go get the colt donkey that has never been rode on by anyone. The Lord's already set it up and prepared it. It'll be waiting on you. Go get that colt donkey that has never been rode on by anyone. Now see, the interesting thing about that donkey is that this was customary for royalty. It was customary for royalty to ride on a donkey. See, Jesus didn't come. Come on. I'm trying to, I'm still laying foundation. See, he did not come in riding on a horse as a conquering general. Oh, but he came in riding on a donkey of royalty as the Prince of Peace. Oh, Zechariah prophesied yeah. he will be the prince of peace. Yeah. Oh, but he's only going to do that one time. Because the next time he comes in, he's going to be riding on a white horse. Yeah. As a conquering general. And his vesture is going to be dipped in blood. And written on his side, king of kings. And Lord of Lord. Let whatever it is, let it break through and let Kenny get up. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout. When Kenny won't do it, when coaching won't do it, when loving won't do it, Jesus will do it. Come on, somebody. Do you understand? Hallelujah. They were singing, rejoicing. Honoring God. See, they threw their clothes on the donkey. And then they begin, the Bible says, many of them began to spread their clothes in the streets. So they threw their clothes on the donkey, and Jesus sat them. And they began rejoicing and honor, praising God. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Now here's what you've got to understand. The idea of a victorious conquering king entering a city was well known. That was not something out of the ordinary. But it was well known. Typically, though, a victorious king would come into a city 
escorted by citizens of his kingdom and his army. They would sing songs in praise and acclamation of this conquering king. And he would come with symbols of his victory and authority. And finally, once he got into the city, he went into the city's temple to make a sacrificial offering to honor the gods, lowercase g, to honor the gods and to associate himself with those gods. So, so what was happening was not an unusual thing. But see, Jesus entered with a humble and a mixed escort and singing. It wasn't, it wasn't, come on, it wasn't his army. Amen? Hallelujah. And it wasn't the citizens of his kingdom. And the only symbols of his power were, amen, humble. His humility. A humble donkey and palm branches. See, later in the book of Revelation, we read where John saw in heaven. We'll, 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 we'll get to this when we get into our tabernacle celebration. Hallelujah. But he saw, in, when John saw into heaven, he saw them with what? Palm branches. Amen. Crying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Come on, are you with me? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So the only symbols that Jesus had of his authority was a humble donkey and palm branches. And he sure didn't offer sacrifices in the temple. But here's what he did instead. He challenged their religious status quo and he cleansed the temple. He challenged their religions. He wasn't going to about to bow down to their gods, but he challenged it and he cleansed the temple. And here's what you got to understand. I'm, I'm about to get where I'm going. I'm going to get you on today. No one really wants to do. <laughs> See, the problem is, is we think we get to define what law means. That'll preach tomorrow. We think that our mindset and our concept of long is what God should adhere to when God's saying, because what if, you know, because what if his long was till four o'clock today? Would we, willing, would, would we be willing to endure? Come on. Don't worry. Don't worry. I can feel some of your hearts starting. Here's what you got to understand. That crowd made Jesus' enemies uncomfortable. It made his enemies. Now remember, he had a price on his head. The Pharisees, it's interesting to me that the Pharisees did not believe who he said he was, but they called him Master. It made them uncomfortable so much so that they began to object to the praise that was being released by the disciples. They began to resist and they began to object. Can I tell you why they objected to that praise? Because it made them know they were defeated. It made them know that they had already lost. Oh, somebody better help me. You'll get that next Sunday. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. They objected to it because they, amen, it made them aware that they had already been defeated. Can I tell you that nothing tells Satan, his demons, and the world that they have lost like the praises of God's people. Yeah. I said nothing tells hell, amen, his dominion, his demons, the principalities, amen, that are seated in higher places, and the world know that they have already lost. Nothing lets them know that any more than the praises of God's people. So when we give a shout of praise, hallelujah, it lets the enemy know you've already 
already lost. You're already defeated. That's why the enemy wants you to stay out of the house of the Lord. That's why he tells you when you do come in that you're not worthy to lift your hands and praise him. That's why he tells you that your praise is in vain. That's why he tells you that Pastor Jeff is a lunatic and there's no sense in getting that emotional and that excited. But every time we shout out a praise, it lets the enemy know you are already defeated. You are already defeated. You've already lost. The king is already conquered. Oh, somebody shout. You need to shout better than that word is. Hallelujah. The enemy is under your feet. Praise goes before the victory. I said praise goes
Tonight, this is the boundaries, amen, that God has set. Denominational boundaries are in here. So if you stay in that, look at all you're missing on either side. Come on, somebody. If you stay in man's mindset, you're going to be stuck in the crack of the book. Hallelujah. It's always going to shut you down. But when you open up and say, God, whatever you want, hallelujah, you get it all from one side to the other. That, that, means that, that means that there's some word in there. Right? Because I'm not saying that there's not some good in there. There's some things that I was taught growing up in those boundaries. Come on. That were good, but they weren't enough. That's good. They might have kept me for a while, but because I couldn't keep them, I didn't stay. So some of the things within that that are of the word and that are, are, are essential are still good. But when you expand and you get the whole purpose, then you really get the benefits. It's kind of because I was thinking one day as I was getting dressed. I've been wearing dress shirts since regularly since I was 15. And if you ever have ever, you know, that was... That was in the late 70s, slightly in the 80s, the late 70s. And you know, the difference between the male shirt and the female shirt is that the male, the buttons are on the right, and the female, the buttons are on the left. So men, if you ever get a shirt where the buttons are on the left, it's women's, don't wear it. <laughs> But you know, you button it up, you tuck it in your dress pants, you put your belt on, and then you got, you, you know, you got this kind of mess pulling out and all of this kind of stuff. Because that last button can I get a witness? That last button pulls on that last hole, right? It ain't going to work, no matter how much you try. <laughs> I see the gap. <laughs> He's like, oh, Jesus, conviction. <laughs> that was spiritual right there. <laughs> Thank you for that. No, <laughs> Until and it, it, it was good, it worked, it kept your shirt tucked in, but it was not enough. Until somebody, some smart individual, probably a man, not I do not but I'm talking about because.
had room to go back and forth. So now it stays in a lot better. And you don't have to keep tucking it in. And you don't have to worry so much about it because it stays in better. So while it worked the other way, there was much more that made it even better and easier to stay in and to stay with it. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about coming out of man's ways. It was good enough and it held. Amen. It worked for a little bit, but it didn't. It wasn't enough to hold you. But when you expand and somebody got the idea that some of those concepts and some of those things were beneficial, but when you learn, hallelujah, why and how and when, then they hold a little better. So now you don't have to spend so much time tucking and nipping, hallelujah, because it works for you instead of you working for it.
The enemy has told you to say something. This is what happened. Now I'm getting to my message. I said all of that to say this. The enemy has told somebody else.
He made my dreams come true. Come on, somebody. And they were acting like a fool. People, come on. Yesterday was the, was the beginning of the Buckeye season. I guarantee you there were some people <laughs> acting and screaming and carrying on. I've seen many of you in here in action. Glory to God. Come on. Not saying there's anything wrong with it. That's my point. Hallelujah. You get foolish about things that you care about. You get foolish about things that mean something to you. And when he's done for me, what he's done for me, Play it for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
Just say, welcome home. Welcome back. Hallelujah. Somebody pray. I feel I feel it for somebody today that's, that's in here today. You don't know Jesus. Somebody's wavering. Somebody's, somebody's consuming right now. Say yes to Jesus. I know what it feels like. Your heart pounds. Your mind races. You sometimes break out in a sweat. And you got that little voice in your ear saying, don't do it. You don't need to. You got time. It's not what it's not what is cracked up to be. It's not for you. You're not worthy. He's not talking to you. I've been there. It's where I held on to the back of the pew till my knuckles were white. Trying to resist. Until finally I just say yes. 